Well, good morning. Today is Mother's Day. I want to welcome you to our Mother's Day service. And we're not going to be doing the normal Mother's Day service. You normally give out something to the moms, but very few are able to be here today. But we want you to know that we love you so much. Moms are our unsung heroes. They are the ones who do so much behind the scenes and really don't get enough praise. So today I want to encourage you, let's do that. Let's make sure that we are honoring and praising them. Amen. Father, I thank you that you are here in our midst. Wherever we are watching, you are right there. And we are asking you, Spirit of God, that you would speak to our hearts. I pray, Father, that your true truth would resound in our hearts. And that, Father, that you would make Jesus so attractive, especially through moms today as we hear of examples of them. And I just ask you, Lord, would you speak to us and would you so greatly encourage us and especially encourage the moms this morning. We ask this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And I want you to turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 15. I'm going to focus, of course, on moms, but I want us to see just the various things that moms do in our lives. And I, of course, grew up with a mom. You know what? I even started a mother-haters club. I did. No lie. And my mom would tell me to wear a sweater or a jacket when it was only 60 degrees outside. Now, I'm from up north, and that's not, that's not cold. But she would tell me to wear it because she was cold. But I tell you what, my mom did so much for us, not the least of which is that she still loved us, even when I told her I had formed a mother-haters club. So she was so patient with me. Are you there in Mark chapter 15? I'm only going to read a few verses here. Starting with verse 40, it says, Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the younger, and of Joses and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. You know, it's interesting that... Mary, not Mary Magdalene, not Mary, the mother of Jesus, both of those were there, but this is another Mary, Mary, the mother of James the younger and Joseph. James the younger, <coughs> excuse me, was an apostle, not the brother of John, but another James. He was an apostle. Joseph, we don't know too much about Joseph. He's listed later on. If you look down there in verse 47, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. They're observing Jesus being put in the tomb. And now this time, Mary is not described as Mary, the mother of James, the apostle and Joseph, but simply Mary, the mother of Joseph. Now, here's what I'm going to suggest to you. The reason why this is because I think it's easy to kind of figure James is an apostle. Oh, my goodness. You know, he was a world changer. But now James's name is left out because Joseph was another world changer. He impacted the people around her. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because behind every world changer, there is always a great mom. There is always that unsung hero of a mom. And I'm going to suggest to you that Mary was an amazing woman, an amazing mother. 
pouring into her children. You know, sometimes we read about some amazing people and moms or dads are listed with their children because their children are the ones that the reader can recognize. Earlier in in chapter 15, verse 21, it says, a certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Now, we're going to talk about Rufus in just a moment here, but their dad, Simon, was known best because of his kids. Moms, dads, you're raising world changers. You're raising children. As you pour into them, you're leaving behind a legacy. All that time that you cleaned up the vomit from when they got sick and got in their hair and all the times that you tended them while they were sick and all the chicken soup and all of this and and just the time that you have poured into them, you are in the process of forming a world changer and a legacy. And Mary was just like that, known for her, her two children. And the Gospels record her in just about every Gospel. Here we, we also see Salome. Salome, probably the wife of Zebedee and the mother of James and John. As you compare the different Gospel accounts, she seems to be James and John's mother. Now, James was so powerful, and I believe that this was the reason why, but in Acts 12, He is seen as the first martyr of the apostles. Herod had him killed. And the reason why he had him killed, obviously, because he was such a tremendous threat. And again, the reason is because James and John's mom, Solomon, poured herself into these young men, groomed them so that when they became followers of Jesus, they were known as sons of thunder. Not because I don't think so much because of their anger, Because when they spoke, they were bold. They put it out there to the point where James lost his life. Yeah, that came from their mom. I'm sure their dad played a part in that, but their mom, I'm sure, taught them. Be bold. Speak up. Speak out against injustice. But James and John, Salome. James and John's mom, Salome, was a, a woman of integrity. I want us to, to see also here, in, <coughs> excuse me, in Romans 16, you don't need to turn there, I'm just going to read it. It says in chapter 16, verse 13, it says, greet Rufus, and again, more than likely, it's the Rufus that I just read to you about, greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. And here's what I've learned, that mom's those unsung heroes that pour themselves into their children and serve them, they're the ones who just instinctively serve others. These ladies that we read about in Mark 15, it says that they had followed Jesus from Galilee, way up north, all the way down to Jerusalem, very probably because of the Passover feast, they wanted to be there, but they were there to help care for Jesus' needs. They were support. You know, if you look to John chapter 8, in John chapter 8, let me find that here, one second here, John chapter 8, here we go. The first three verses says this, after this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. 
The twelve were with him and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household. Joanna, by the way, was one of those ladies that Luke later records was at the tomb witnessing that Jesus' body was no longer there and later saw angels. Susanna and many others, these women were helping in support helping to support them out of their own means. So it wasn't just on this one trip to Jerusalem, but these ladies regularly would follow them and minister to them and help them. I can remember we recently watched The Chosen in one of the scenes where Jesus lays hands on Peter's mother-in-law. And Scripture tells us this, but when you see it, it's just so much more impactful. As soon as she is healed, she sits up in the bed and she's thinking, oh my goodness, what am I doing? She jumps out of bed and she says, well, what can I get you? I've got to feed you guys. And immediately she runs into the kitchen and she starts preparing and she starts a meal and serving them. And we get a picture of a woman who has learned this concept of what it means to be a mother. And it's amazing how moms are able to see needs immediately see needs. My wife is, is wired so differently than me, and, and I admire for that, admire her for this because she can see those needs, especially in her kids, but she sees those needs, and she too is a mother to those outside of our family. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bet that most of you have a second mom, and it's because that mom learned how to love and care for her children the same they learned how to care for you too. I want us to just spend the rest of our time in Proverbs 31. If you would turn there with me. Proverbs 31, obviously, is a picture of a woman of noble character. Now, understand that all of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you, and there's four quick things. I'm going to just take a few minutes with each one, and and I'm going to use one of the ladies in our church that, that I think exemplifies this. And so obviously I can't do all of you ladies, that's, that's my bad, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to choose a, a handful. And I want to just tell you that each of these things that I'm going to share with you, they are not just wonderful things, they're character qualities. Like the first one that, that I want us to talk about here is found, let me get my, here we go, Proverbs 31, verses 19 to 20. This is concept of creativity and helping the weak. It says, in her hand, this is the wife of noble character, in her hand, the Proverbs 31 woman, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She's creating clothing with this. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. She's a creative woman. In God's character, I think we can see from Genesis chapter 1 on, that we serve a God who is creative. We serve a God who loves to build, who loves to create. And we, as image bearers of God, are creative as well. Every single one of you are creative. Now, some of you more creative, and hopefully a lot more creative than me. But you're creative. And so this is a character quality because this woman uses her creativity to bless others. I, I know for my wife, and I see that I left the over here. My wife is very creative, especially when my kids were little. 
she she created books. Let me see. Yeah, here we go. Uh, anyway, books. Here we go. And they're picture books. So she just cut out pictures from magazines and put them in here with scripture passages. And this one right here was the first one that she did, I believe, and it's called The Christian Home. Now, you can tell that it's been well-read. And it just goes through the diff- It shows pictures and it shows scripture passages, and our kids love to read these. And they would open, they would read them, they, and, and then we would, of course, read the uh, verses, and eventually when they were able to read, they read those verses. And just very creative. Uh, my wife, that is one of her giftings, but she realized that she wanted to train her children, so she used her creativity to do something like this that would cause her children to want to read, and, and if nothing else, be able to have mom or dad read that scripture with those, with those verses. I, I know when the, the first year that Meredith and I spent together, uh, first Christmas that we spent together, she gave me a, a Christmas gift, and as I opened it, it was a blanket. Now, can I be honest with you? When my m- mom would buy blankets and when she would buy us sweaters and stuff like that, they were like my least favorite gifts. I wanted toys. I wanted bicycles. But this one was very different because it was, number one, it was a huge blanket, and it was patchwork that she had done. And she told me the story of how she would go over to her grandmother's, Beezy's, and she and Beezy would work on this together. And she created this blanket out of squares of material, hundreds of squares. And I I, I literally held back the tears as I looked at this beautiful work that she had done. And so we used that blanket I can't remember. I mean, it it began to just fall apart. We used it for so many years. You see, she did this type of thing for me and for our children, and she took the creativity to serve. You know, later it says here, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Now, can I just say that the reason why I'm doing this right now is because moms, as unsung heroes, sometimes for us guys, we need to be reminded of those different things that our mom has done. And so as I go through these various qualities, I'm doing it not so much to praise moms, though I, I am doing it for that reason, but I'm doing it so that we can have a picture and maybe with these pictures of how moms have served us, then we're going to be able to recognize all the different ways that our mom was a blessing to us, how they served us, how they poured into us, because today is a day to honor moms. I want to stir up that honor. I want to stir up that praise so that you can praise your mom, your unsung hero today, okay? But another thing that we see here is that this Proverbs 31 woman is not just creative, but she reaches out to the poor. She's able to see the needs of her family met and realize, I have some extra, I have surplus, I have what others can use. And so she turns her attention to focus on the needs of those outside of her family. And I know many of you in our church, you have seen moms do that for you. And my wife is an excellent example of how she just, she's she's met the needs within her home and she constantly looks 
for the needs of those around her and pours out and gives and serves others outside of her family. Um, I see that I left another... Give me one second here. I can't remember how long ago we did this. It may have been last year. It may have been a couple of years ago. You know, when you get old, you, time just flies by so fast. I have no clue. But we gave this card to, to Meredith, uh, the kids and I did. And just obviously a huge card. And I'm, I'm, I want to read to you. <laughs> I want to read to you. I'm going to put it down. One of the letters notes that one of our kids wrote to her. Okay, it says here, Mommy. I don't know if I can ever fully put into words how much you mean to me. You gave birth to me, obviously. So thanks for that. Um, when I made my, uh, you are so kind and warm and considerate of other people. You know how to make people feel loved and good about themselves, like in the sense that if someone has messed up and or is believing lies about their identity, you, put, you, you point them to Jesus and treat them how I imagine Jesus would. So I'm always confident in letting you minister to people I care about or to show me how to go about it, ministering. You are incredibly wise. If I have any problem or situation or need guidance, I know that I can go to you and feel confident in going in the way you suggest. You're so discerning, balancing, loving, and firmness. You've been through enough to know how to handle even the craziest situation or person, and yet you haven't allowed it to make you jaded. You rely on Jesus for everything and show that relationship with Jesus is a life-changing joy affecting every area of life. You've been so patient and loving with me, even through the worst times, and it means a lot. You understand me instinctively and admittedly. You can be funny. I'm really glad you're my mom. I wouldn't want anyone else. I love you, and happy Mother's Day. My wife constantly has reached out to the poor and the needy, uh, sometimes inviting them into our home, and when I'm, I, mean, I mean to live with us. Uh, one time when a gentleman was helping me with, uh, I, he was one of our, my employees, a uh, supervisor when I couldn't be there, and uh, we were finishing up in a, a big apartment complex, and it was getting dark, and my wife came by and just wondering about when I would be home. They didn't have cell phones back then. And... So she came over to the apartment complex, found me, and this gentleman began, he, he had a blower, he stopped it, and Meredith was just asking him how he was doing. He was in law, and he said he was doing well, but that he was needing to find a place to live. And of course, she immediately spoke up, and I'm to, to live with us, and I'm standing behind him very good. And no, too late. Well, it's not that he lived with us a real long time, but it was just momentary. And, but she would just jump at opportunities to be able to serve people. I want to turn your attention now to an, another one, and this one has to do with patience. Look at verse 30 there. It says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Now, you might stop and wonder, what does this have to do with patience? Well, let me tell you what it has to do with patience. This woman 
doesn't say whether she's beautiful or not, but this woman is, is a, a woman who fears the Lord and prizes that above beauty. And it says that she is a woman who fears the Lord and to be praised. A woman who fears the Lord then means that she, is, she, she has God's agenda above her own. That she wants God's ways above her own. Um, she's constantly asking the question, what matters most to him? Not to me, but when things don't go right, this type of woman says, you know what? I'm willing to go through this no matter how hard it is because I have God's agenda ahead of my own. You see, that's patience. That's patience in waiting out and seeing through the tough times and being patient with people. When children disobey, to realize, okay, what would Jesus do in this situation? You know, I've, I've been over to Kate's house many times. And all kids at some time in their life disobey. And it can be very trying sometimes. And they can be very bold when they disobey. And I, I can't tell you how many times, and Kate, I know you're listening, and I can't, I, I can't tell you how much I adore the fact and am truly impressed with how when one of your little ones will just speak their mind and not want to obey, and they put their foot down, and you are so gentle, so gracious. When my kids that did, would do that, um, I would, just a few words came out of my mouth, bathroom time. Let's go. And I take them into the bathroom. I let them know what they did wrong, that they're not going to do it again. We, I spanked them. I prayed with them and hugged them and let them know. And then I would ask them, this is how much I love you. But Kate, you add something to that in which you help them walk through their emotions. You know, I, I, as a parent, I never realized just how important that was for the child to realize, number one, if they're angry, to help them identify it. But why are they angry? And to be able to point them back to Jesus. Because that's what they really need. They're angry because they're in need, and they need something that only Jesus can give. Kate, I'm, I'm amazed at how patient you are. And I know sometimes, moms, here's the real deal. It is so easy for us, it's so easy for you as unsung heroes to focus on your failures more than the things that you do right. And you do 80% to 100% right. But for some reason, moms, there's a tendency for you to focus on the things that you do wrong. And I just want to encourage you. See the real picture. And guess what, kids? We can help them out with this, especially today. But I would encourage you every day. Let your mom know what you love about her. Remind her of the things that she's done that have really made you feel loved and have blessed you, how they have served you, and how that made you feel so loved. But as you do that, you're going to help your mom see just how many amazing things that she's done. And Kate, I love the way your kids do praise you. And I hope that you are regularly encouraged because you do so much 
to be a blessing to them. You really are an unsung hero, sweetheart. I want us to turn to another verse here, and I want us to see this concept of mentoring. If you were to look at verse 26, it says, concerning the Proverbs 31 woman, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Wisdom and instruction. You know, wisdom and instruction is not just about knowledge. Mentoring, raising godly children, raising world changers is not just giving them the important information about life. It's demonstrating that. It's it's modeling it, but it's showing them how to do it, walking them through it. And I, I, I was just totally impressed as a church when we would do Saturday morning evangelism not too long ago. We did this for a long time, every Saturday morning. Shine headed it up. But you know who was there? More than me, faithfully, every time I can remember, was Sarah Jeffords with her boys. Wow. And she would put those boys in the stroller, and she would take them around, you know, one of the uh, Fort Mellon or Lake Monroe there, and she would regularly go and, and, and evangelize with the group and then give her sons opportunities here and there to be able to share the gospel. And Micah, wow, buddy, you did a great job. But Sarah, you really have a heart for teaching your children just to love Jesus and to want to share Jesus with other people. And you know, as we love our children, as we teach them about loving Jesus, one of the best ways that we can then instill that in them is have them tell others why they love Jesus. Be able to have them share the truth of the gospel that's touched them with other people. I know for me, when I, after I've shared the gospel, it, it really encourages me because I'm reminded again and again of the amazing grace of God. But Sarah, you've done a wonderful job in mentoring your sons, especially in evangelism. The last thing I want us to see here is I want us to see this concept of serving. And in verse 27 and 28, it says this, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. You know, serving takes form in in so many different ways. And I, I could bet that moms, if they could list all the different ways in which they have served us, and even us dads, we, we, we probably wouldn't guess at half of them. There's so many ways in which they have gone out of their way to serve and help and pour into us. You know, I, I can still remember as a kid that I loved having my mom read to me. Even though, can I just be honest with you, I had a really bad temper. My mom, as patient as she was, always managed to love me back, even when I formed that club. I'm not even going to mention it again. But the truth is, she really poured into me. And, and even then, when mom, could you just read this story? I loved the Hardy Boys series. And even though I could read, I always loved it when she would read. I, I would just put my head on her shoulder, and I would just love to, I loved to hear the sound of her voice. 
And, you know, my wife would read to our children when they were growing up a lot, even when they could read. But there's just something about reading to your children. And my mom loved to do that. She, she truly served in so many ways. And I, I want to focus on just one young lady in our church who lived with us for about 10 years. And what an amazing uh, job she has done. And Aisha, I want you to know that I am really proud of you. You've been married only a year and a half. Uh, you really make your husband and little David such a high priority. And I, I know that you are raising a wonderful young man. Cole tells me all the time how much he loves to go over there. Right now, he can only peer through the window, okay? But at least he gets to see his, his grandson and all the, he's, he's able to walk now. To, well, okay, he holds himself up. But he's learning so much. When, next time I see you, David, wow, buddy, you're probably going to be able to talk in full sentences. Oh, my goodness. But Aisha, it's because you pour so much into him. And the problem that Aisha you have is that your young man is not able to tell you today just how much he loves you and how you are his unsung hero. You know, if, if David could talk, I would imagine he would probably say something like this to you. Thank you, mommy, for loving me and serving me, for being so kind to me, for sacrificing so much for me, you are my unsung hero. I just want to let you know, Aisha, that I am so impressed with how well you are grasping being a mom. That's really one of the scariest things ever when you're a mom for the first time. But you've done such an amazing job. I'm so proud of you. You know, moms, I, I think that it's so easy for you to pour out so much and to face so much hardship. I mean, serving means that you're taking care of needs. And your agenda is so filled with people who have needs. And especially if you have a little one in diapers, needs all the time. But I'm just so proud of the ladies in our church. I could go around and I could tell each of you about what an amazing job you have done and the amazing children that you've raised and the legacy that you are leaving behind. We truly, church, we truly have a lot of moms who are unsung heroes. But today, I want each of us who has a mom, call her, visit her, but tell her and literally, if not figuratively, sing her praises. Sing her praises. Remind her, because she's probably focused so much on your needs and the needs that are coming up and the time she's got to give to them and the sacrifice. And you know what? Sometimes she just needs you to step back and say, Mom, thank you so much. And be really specific, but thank you so much for all of these things you've done for me. Let them know. Sing your mom's praises today, okay? She's probably your greatest unsung hero. Isn't that right? Can I close in prayer? I really want to pray specifically for moms right now as I close. Okay, Father, I just ask you for your blessing on our moms today. Whether they're here with us or watching in the live stream, but would you 
remind them and, and give them pictures of those moments in which they truly have just been amazing heroes to their children. And Lord, I pray that we would do an, an excellent job today of honoring moms and speaking truth that builds them up. Getting their eyes off and their attention off the failures. Father, we all face those. And again, setting them on their successes. There's so many of them that far outweighs anything else. So Lord, would you bless them? Would you remind them of what an important asset they have been? How they are truly our unsung heroes. They are left behind or leaving behind a tremendous legacy. Would you remind them of that? Would you encourage every single mom today, Lord God? Pray this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.